Hello, I'm Roberto Baldwin, and welcome to the Stupid Podcast Ideas Podcast, where we take our worst podcast schemes, talk about what they could have been, and promptly light them on fire and toss them into that tiny, rusty barbecue dome that you really thought you were going to use every weekend, but you only actually use three times. A new podcast will be available, let's just say, every Thursday. Why not? Today's podcast is sponsored by Mega Yachts. When society collapses, you're going to wonder how you survived without your pilfered mega yacht. Uh, welcome to episode number 14 of the Stupid Podcast Ideas podcast. My guest today is Reverend Seamus Bellamy. How are you doing, Your Holiness? Is that the thing? I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not religious it's, at all, so I don't you know, know where it, Reverend stands in holy. Is it Rev? It, is it... Well, it depends on how much you pay for it on the internet. Quite frankly, for me, I'm I'm good with Reverend because it was like a low cost, one time kind of deal. I could do marriages. That's fine. So I, I don't get into the whole, you know, like a bigger the hat, the more authority sort of deal. I wear a toque all the time, and that seems to do it for me. Okay, so uh, so is holiness too high of a of, uh... holiness is too high. I'd say, okay. you know, buddy, buddy, buddy might be good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Reverend Buddy doing? Seamus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> Buddy's doing okay. Um, we're, we, uh, we were in Alberta for a while. And um, I, if anyone doesn't know that follows me on Twitter, I live in an RV year-round. It's our, by choice. We travel a lot. Not so much uh, right now. Mm -hmm. um, but being in Alberta as we were, um, we had to move over to the West Coast to be able to survive. Uh, they had minus 40 weather a couple of weeks ago, Celsius. And um, that's just not going to work in an RV that's built to, you know, go down to Texas and such. So um, we're on Vancouver Island right now. It's rainy, but we're not dying of, you know, like frostbite, which is which is good. Um, not, works not getting good. frostbite is a good thing. Nope. Works good. I've got a dog, you know, um, got a comfortable little place. I think I'm, I'm doing OK. Yeah. How about you? I'm doing, you know, you know. <laughs> I'm doing as well as the rest of the human race as we all sit at home. And count down the days till we are um, at least 80%. I forget what the, I don't, I forget if it's a 70 or 80% uh, for herd immunity of the population to be vaccinated so that I can go to go see a band. I don't even care what band it is at this point. I will <laughs> go see Creed. If Creed were playing at That's a bold club, statement. And they were like, we're going to play a show about. God, I forget what Creed's thing. I think they were like sort of halfsy, like holy, like church band, and then a little bit of like grunge. Yeah. Well, maybe not Creed, but I would see the opening band and then leave. But I would, would you, be happy. Would you be willing to? Would you be willing to see live? Would you go for live? The band. Okay, so here's. A, I have a funny story about the band live. Mm. They had like one song that came out that wasn't as big as all their other songs, and it was like their first single, and I liked that song. Um, but then everything else, I just, and I really, here's the thing. I really tried to like live the band. I really did. I did my best to sort of like, well, no, I, I have to like this band because it seems like I should like this. And I just could not, I could not. I, I finally, it's like journey. Like everyone, yeah. they have to like journey. And I tried and I tried, but I can listen to like 30 seconds of a journey song. And I'm like, I'm done. I don't need to do that anymore. Yep. So, uh, I, but I, if, if live were playing, I would go and see them because I know a lot of their songs because they're on the radio, but they'll play that one song and I'll be happy and there'll be people around. And that's mostly the thing. It's the idea of being in a room with a lot of people who are all doing the same thing. And they're either watching a pretty mediocre band from the nineties. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'd 
you know, shows I don't miss that much. I didn't actually get to a lot of shows over the last few years because we're traveling so often um, that it's just, it's hard. It's like, oh, they're going to be here. And oh, we're not there anymore. And oh, they're going to be, yeah. So we'd be, we'd see the show coming up and then we kind of leave. The last show I saw was a couple of years ago was Shaky Graves in San Antonio. And it was amazing. I would go back just to see that man stand on the stage with his kick drum and his guitar and just, you know, burn everybody's faces off. Like that was, that was good. But it was also weird because everyone there was like 20 years younger than me. So we're the only old people in the entire audience. It's kind of outdoors and it's really cold. Um, and they're serving up the only booze you could get were like buckets of beer in ice. So mm. we're in concrete floor. So like halfway through my wife and I are like, Oh, you know, this is great. Oh, he's amazing. I'm so sore. I want to go home. You know? So I'm not sure that would be what I want to go back to after all this is done. Yeah. Um, I really miss eavesdropping in cafes while I'm working. That it's, I mean, I've, I've freelanced for 10 years before I started working full-time for the company I'm with now. And so it's like, I'm kind of built for staying at home and not emerging for days at a time. Mm-hmm. So really not much has really happened that is different now other than the sheer terror I feel when I go out to buy a gallon of milk, you know, than it was say, you know, last year. Um, we, we just came back from a trip from Morocco. Um, we were over there for a month and um, the lockdown happened like two days later. So we at wow. least got in a good trip at that point. So Ooh. I feel like, that was okay but we're you know right now we're on the island and we're safe and it's beautiful here it's like we're surrounded by rainforest basically so nice. that's yeah. good mm-hmm. uh, let me let me tell you a quick story about the old person at a show um yeah. i used to be in a punk band when i was about 20 21 years old and mm-hmm. uh this is in kern county and we would play this place called jerry's pizza in bakersfield and my band would go and we play this this club and all of it was all ages so it was all like junior high and up punk kids um, you know, some 20, 22, I was sort of the, one of the older people in, you know, in the audience, but there was always this one guy who was older than everyone else. And we called him the 30 year old punker. And he was always in a good mood and he was always very excited about the bands and it was great. And it was probably about 30, 35. And, yep. um, now I realize when I go to shows, I am that guy, except I am in my forties. <laughs> It's like a, it's like some strange curse. You laugh at the old guy, and suddenly you become him. And suddenly, so. yeah, I am the old guy at the shows. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I've played shows where I am the oldest person there. Where you know we're on stage and we're singing, and everyone's having a great time. And I look around, and everyone's in their twenties, and I'm just like, "All right, well, this is why I can't get my friends to come out. <laughs> this is why I can't get people <laughs> my age to show up to my shows because they're like, no." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, it, it just feels awkward. It, it feels like you walked into a room where people are in the middle of a conversation that you have no idea and everyone stops talking and looks at you. I kind of get that going whenever I go to a show now. And, you know, unless it's something like Steve Roll, where no one under the age of like 20, 30 is there and everyone's yeah. kind of grizzled and, you know, hates life. And yeah. That's so, what you need. Like yeah. the show where it hates life. <laughs> yes. So, so I can find so, someone that hates. Yeah. So let's talk about your podcast ideas. Uh, yes. Two ideas today. Um, and the first one is, and I find this uh, very funny, the conspiracy to keep good Mexican food out of Canada. Now, yeah. the, the whole idea of the podcast, the bad ideas is, is a podcast with like multiple episodes. So I see this as a, uh, a bit like the the podcast serial you know where the guy did he kill her did he not kill her like this sort of like investigation into mm-hmm. the inability 
of Canadians to get quality Mexican food. Is that but is, but is that what you think it is? What do you what do you see from this 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 podcast idea? All right, I'll, I'll sort of preface this with the fact that for three years in a row, we'd spend every winter down in Texas. So we'd be down there for, you know, like from October right through until May. Mm-hmm. And the Mexican food was, it, it was just amazing. The barbecue was amazing, but I was really into the Mexican food. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, what basically a good time up here, we've got Taco Bell and Taco Time. And there are a couple of chains and they're made with like grade Z beef, anything that you get. It's like <laughs> ground beef. You might have like some weird, chicken formatted kind of press stuff that goes into a fajita mm. not so down south and it seems like the further north you get the worse the ingredients get and so when you finally get above you know beyond the wall where i am now it's everything is kind of awful Gone. there's it, it's just poof you know so it's like it's uh you know this this you know this this pita bread that's kind of like a taco right let's we'll we'll put that in there that's cool right yeah yeah and they should be the big ones, you know, the big ones we do wraps with. That's fine for a taco, not the, not the little bite-sized ones you can actually get your hand. So it's there. Are, there are certain there are a few restaurants around that are okay that I've come, gone to, mm-hmm. but they still don't quite get it right. And there's no reason for it in a global economy that you can't get the ingredients that you really need to make these things. I I will in the '90s. I moved to Kansas City for about eight months. Mm-hmm. The, uh, Kansas City, Kansas side, and in that eight months. I went to a lot of Mexican restaurants and in that eight months, I got angrier and angrier and angrier and I couldn't even, and I know how to cook Mexican food. My mom is Mexican. Mm -hmm. So I grew up, you know, we were, we were poor. So when you're poor, you learn how to cook. That's how, that's how, you know, a lot of people learn how to cook. Oh, it's a wonderful thing to do. Everyone should learn how to cook. That should be like just an adult skill that you have. You don't have to be Mm -hmm. a good cook. Just learn how to cook some stuff. Um, but when you're poor, that's pretty much it. You don't eat out. You don't, you know, there's, there, yeah. we didn't have fast food as a kid. We didn't, you know, we eat, we would eat out maybe once a month if we were lucky. Um, and so you learn how to cook. I couldn't even find the ingredients in the supermarket to make the food, which was just like, I was like, okay, I'm giving up. No one here knows how to make Mexican food. I'll just go buy the stuff. And I couldn't, I couldn't even, and now this was the nineties. I don't know what's happened between now and then in, in Kansas. I'm sure there's, there's more ingredients in the store. I did find out in the two thousands from someone who grew up in Kansas city, that there is a Mexican district in, in Kansas city area really? that no one told me about <laughs> while I was there. <laughs> um, and there is good Mexican food. So there is good Mexican food somewhere in kansas city if you live in kansas i'm sure you probably know about it i was there for eight months it was hell it was negative 40 degrees the entire time yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cold as- <laughs> but yeah so this this idea this conspiracy to keep good mexican food out of areas especially areas that are near mexico on a global scale like if you're in <clears> japan <throat> and you can't get good get good mexican food i'm like ah, okay i understand i can understand you're in japan there's a whole <laughs> ocean you're on the other side of the world but canada there's only one big pain in the ass country between canada and mexico <laughs> right and i mean you'd like to think that that stuff would travel i mean there's lots of hispanic people who grew up with the food you know variations of it obviously but some of the ingredients must be common that you'd like to think that maybe they just kind of trip over the border once in a while, truck falls, you know, goes up there, case of, you know, like Chipotle falls off the back, something like that. <laughs> it, it just doesn't happen very often. Um, 
when we were in Calgary, we for maybe about a month after before we moved out here, we found a Latin American market, and I was so angry because I had all the things that I had been wanting to be able to cook, and we were leaving. And so, oh, so you could get yeah. it once, and then yeah, that was I got it, it once. And they had a great little cafeteria in there where they cook for you. So it was like some. It was honestly, I, I almost had tears. It was so good. And then it's just like, how's your so say gone? You know. So it was, it, it was awful. I think about it often, and I'm angry that we didn't find it sooner. It's like in this weird industrial part of town where there's, you know, like there's a place that makes log splitters on one side of it. Yeah. The other side, it's you know, like railroad tracks and stuff. And oh, you know, here's this market, and it's lovely, and it's, it's got every brand you can think of. They've got Mexican Coca Cola. I miss that so much. Like the, your pure <laughs> sugar makes you feel like you've you, done you, a lot. You you stumbled upon the only uh, mercado in all of Canada. <laughs> yes, yes. It made me it made me so sad. Like it's just knowing that's there and that I'm nowhere near it, and that Mexican food is so bad everywhere else. I've discovered. It, um, so how, so this podcast, like, again, I think it would be like, you, you have one episode where you talk about the, uh, the issue and then the second episode, you start investigating it and you find somebody and then this person's like, you meet him in a dark alley and then you cut to the next episode. Cause you know, you got to get the people to the next, you know, to the next episode, yeah. you got to get, you got to tease them. You got to get them. <laughs> And so, so I'm thinking you have like a five to maybe seven episode arc. Um, of you just being angry and yeah yeah <laughs> and, and a... i assume other canadians being angry well you know we don't really show our anger in the same way as a lot of people um so it, it'd be it's more canadian like canadian you know, anger geez geez like... i really wish there was mexican food i'm just gonna burn something now so but you do it politely and you make sure the fire doesn't spread and then you're fine but I, I can I can see like you know starting off in the first episode you could sort of you know talk about well why why isn't the food good here you do a bunch of streeters you know talk mm-hmm. to folks on the streets or have you ever had good Mexican food and if the answer is Taco Bell you just keep that in there right you know because and you show how many people have gone to Taco Bell and assume that's what it is mm-hmm. you know other people like Taco Time for Taco Tuesdays it's it's a travesty that you get this sort of you know mullet in a in a pita sort of thing going on and it's it's so sad but people love it. I you know it's yeah that's that's I I feel like I'm I'm too vested in or invested in this this idea just because I have lived that life and um when I when I lived in Kansas in the 90s again I don't know what yep. I don't know what Kansas City is like now there might be some glorious Mexican restaurants there now there are probably a few glorious Mexican restaurants that I was unaware of but all the people I hung out with who would actually get <laughs> angry at me when I spoke Spanish are you kidding me <laughs> I had someone who I worked with who I considered a friend who I said something in Spanish. She's like, English, please. And I was like, oh, oh, dear. <laughs> I forgot. Just I don't I'm not in, I'm forgot. I'm not in California. I apologize. My, I'd like to think that by episode two, I'd have a source, like you say, in the dark alley. Mm-hmm. We call him the big tamale. The big... <laughs> yeah. You know, we have his voice all modulated and stuff like that. He's our, he's a guy in the supply chain that understands how this stuff gets across the border from Mexico. You know, sometimes it's made in San Antonio or Austin and put, has the label put on there. It looks exactly the same as the Mexican stuff and how they just don't take it as far north as, as they want to, because actually it promotes tourism because people go down south to have the good food. So uh, it's, it's this great big conspiracy that you know the travel travel people are involved in. We've got, you know, like the people that are doing the supply chain for the food are involved in. 
it, it, it just it goes deep. It goes goes deep to all the way to the top. <laughs> yeah. Now here's the, here's a weird thing though is that I mean the Mexican food in Mexico was obviously amazing, mm-hmm. but I found that we we spent uh, three months down there while my wife was taking her uh, dive instructor training, uh-huh. and uh, we found that it also has the best Italian food that we've ever eaten in our lives, like multiple places. And we can't quite figure out how that works. We thought maybe it's tourists, but we didn't hear any Italian being spoken the entire time that we were there. And it's also like it's a million and six degrees in the shade. So we, lasagna is shouldn't be something that you learn to cook well because of the time it takes with the ovens, everything else. But it was amazing. So I'm I'm wondering if it works both ways, or you know, like a, maybe. I, yeah. I, remember, I I as a kid, I remember going to Pennsylvania. My dad, my my stepdad is from Pennsylvania. And we went there and went to this place and it was apparently I was a little kid. So what do I know? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I lived in a series of small towns, Um, but apparently it was some of the best Italian food ever. And I talked to like some cousin who's like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of Italians that moved to Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. because you would just assume, oh, if you want Italian food, you got to go to New York or New Jersey or whatever. Or you could just go to Pennsylvania, apparently. (laughs) So it's it's it's, weird. I was. Go ahead. It's weird where people like they sort of they move to like Fremont like the Bay area is a great place to get uh, Indian food. Um, mm-hmm. And there's Indian food down in, 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 in Southern California, but I can never find it as good as the Indian food I have here, or is like a sort of a different region of India, maybe that, but it's, it's, it's weird when you go to like Mexico and get some, just some kicking ass, some kick-ass Italian food. You know, you were the first, you actually introduced me to good burritos. When I, when I came down there, when I was still working with uh, Mac life and we all went up to dinner, you took me to the mission and that kind of ruined me. And that was like uh, this long dark road. It's it yeah, it is a long dark road. I realized that okay, a mission burrito is a completely different thing than other burritos. And it, it is anywhere else you the it's, burrito. It's the crack cocaine of burritos. Like it's it just you, you have one hit and yeah, you're done. When I moved up here in two thousand, my cousin was like, We gotta go get Mexican food. It's so good here. I'm like, Okay, mm-hmm. whatever. I've been living in LA. And yep. you know, I lived sort of in sort of in, in a small town in Southern California, but I went to LA quite a lot. And I had been living in LA for years and in Orange County and, you know, eat a lot of Mexican food. And I was like, okay, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm from Southern California. I know good Mexican food. And uh, within like uh, a week, I was like, well, there we go. I found all the good Mexican food in California. It's in San Francisco, but there's a big debate. Please don't email me and yell at me that burritos in LA are better or, you know, San Diego has better burritos or the tacos here are better. I, I, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. If you live in I mean, Canada, though, I feel bad for you. you. You should. You should. I mean, it's a beautiful country. I love my country, but the taco and like the fajita situation, it's dire. It's dire. And I brought back um, two years ago was the last time we were in Texas. Um, last year, we hung around for reasons. I got had some medical problems and stuff. So we stayed up here in Canada for the socialized medicine. And um, basically, uh, you know, we, I, I brought back some spices from Texas that I got me to be able to cook with mm-hmm. i've been hoarding them and just kind of like you know just doling out the smallest possible amount so i get a hint of the flavor without running out before <laughs> i go back to texas because i can't find the, the brands that i like i can't get them on amazon either you cannot get the stuff shipped up here it's insane it's it's yeah i do believe it's a conspiracy and i do believe it's worth a podcast um how many yes. people listen to that podcast um will probably be all of canada so like 30 people i think probably yeah you know, uh so the next our next idea or your next idea is um, this one I have nothing, I have no no sort of connection to whatsoever, but uh, let's talk about your second podcast idea. Metamucil is my everything. Now I'm going to say this. Now, first of all, I need you 
I need you to explain because not everyone knows what Metamucil is. So please explain Metamucil. Okay, Metamucil, it's it's a powder. Mm-hmm. And um, base, I think it's made of psyllium. I'm just, I can grab a can of it, but I mean, walk it away. But it's, it's, fine. This, no, we don't it's this stuff that bulks up your poop. All right. So if you're having a hard time going to the bathroom, it kind of expands it, softens it, and it, everything is bliss. You know, there's it's, no. It's like a, it's it's almost like, it's like a fiber supplement almost. Yeah, is it's it, a fiber. It fiber? There we go. Okay, so it's, it's a fiber it, it, that helps mm-hmm. you poo. But it's also good for cholesterol. Um, it's good for weight control because as soon as you drink it, it becomes this gelatinous weirdness in your stomach. So you can have it for weight control. You can use it for cholesterol control to bring down your cholesterol. And my body is like, it's a horror show. So there's so many things that rely on me having a steady stream of Metamucil that I, you know, I could talk about it all day. I could talk, you know, I'd like to interview other people and see what their experiences are. And you say you have no connection to this. You're getting older, man. This show is going to be, this is going to be important for you to learn these things. And it's one day you're going to turn the Metamucil. I guarantee it. I'm, I'm sure I will. There's, there's, I, I'm, I've so far, I, I'm in my mid forties and I haven't gotten to the point where, um, there are foods that I can't eat yet. Okay. And I know friends who they turn when they're in their thirties, that happened to them. They were in their thirties really? and they're like, I can't eat this food anymore because it gives me heartburn or gives me a stomach ache. The only food I can't eat and I've never been able to eat is Costco pizza. What's wrong with Costco pizza? I have no idea. Every time I eat, I've ever eaten Costco pizza, it's given me a stomach ache. And I don't really? have a Costco card, so it's not like I'm going to Costco. But <laughs> I used to have a Costco card, and I would go and yeah. get the, the tires switched out on my car. And no matter what time you show up at Costco, doesn't matter how many cars are in the stations or in the base, it's going to be 90 minutes. Yeah, That's it. Yeah. Like, I need four tires on this car. All right, 90 minutes. And I look around. There's no other cars there. 90 minutes. I'm like, okay, so you have to wander around Costco. I'll Mm -hmm. show up. There's 50 cars. There's people like running around, throwing tires to each other, trying to get these cars. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be all here all day. How long is it going to take? 90 minutes. I'm like, how is that possible? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go to Costco for 90 minutes. And one of the things you can do, like, I guess I'll have a slice of pizza. And every single time it would make me sick. And then I walked around Costco and realized that the fact that it's just me and my wife, and at the time we lived in a very small apartment in San Francisco, Costco is completely worthless to us. I got a lot of batteries. We're good for batteries for a good 18 months. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking, is that that 90-minute window, they know that you're going to be walking around, you're expending energy looking at, you know, like uh, bulk toilet paper and, uh, you know, rafts of AMW or beer or whatever it is. You're going to get hungry. And they know that you're, they're going to make something off of that pizza. They make something off of the cafeteria. So I, I think that it's a chance to kind of reel you in for the food is what I'm going with. Because, yeah, we got our tires. I think they have a deal with Metamucil. Oh, that's a good question. Oh, well, I don't know. Well, I know Metamucil make it. I guess it would be Imodium. What's the thing for Imodium? Imodium would be good for it. But I mean, you want to flush that stuff out of your system. And the best way to do that is going to be Metamucil. It's got to so, be I mean, all, yeah. So for people so, of a certain so, so, age. So how would this podcast, like it has to be more than one podcast. So yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Tell me how you have an arc, like five, 10 podcasts of this. Every, because of the fact there are so many people that use this stuff for so many different reasons. You could have a different guest every week talking about their experience and when they first started having to use this. Like I could tell you right now, I was six years old. And I wasn't a very, you know, I wasn't an athletic kid and move around a whole lot. I got constipated beyond reason. Like I didn't poop for like a week and a half and they took me into the hospital. They did terrible things that made things happen. 
And they said, you got to take Metamucil when you go home. And I had no idea what this was. And back in the day, I, it, it's flavored now. It's like orange flavored. If you get yeah. it and it's really, if it's really fresh, and yes, I am a connoisseur now, it tastes almost like a creamsicle. But back Ooh. in the day, it had no flavoring to it. So it's just like this grainy, awful stuff that didn't quite dissolve into the water. And for a kid to have to drink this down, like I was crying the, you know, the entire time. You're just but, drinking sand. Yeah, you're drinking sand. You're drinking watery sand. It's it's the worst trip to the beach. But, you know, <laughs> it worked. And it's it kind of disappeared from my life again. But it's back like an old friend. You know, you catch up. Hey, how you doing? You know, what's going on with you? Well, you know, same as last time. I guess, you know, I've got lots to talk about. You think you can do that thing? Oh, I could do that for you. No problem. And it's just so so there. so. You would, you would, you would, the first episode would be you yeah. talking about your talking experience about with Metamucil. This is my experience exactly. with Metamucil. This is this but, me, me and my Metamucil. And then the next episode, it would be someone else. This is exactly. Dr. Blah, blah, blah. They've been using Metamucil since she was 14. Tell Sir us Peter about Jackson. your Metamucil. Here's Peter Jackson, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> international director, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, maybe something else. He spends Tell a lot of time in that chair, doesn't do a lot of walking. Metamucil is his friend. Metamucil. You know? Yeah. So I ladies think that really. Ladies and gentlemen, Slash from Guns N' Roses. Tell us about <laughs> Metamucil. Yeah, I think it's got legs. It's got, got legs. legs. It's yeah. Got and legs. you can also talk about like the different types that they've got out there. There's, there's like, you know, the, the imitations that don't measure up. You can still get that grainy, awful stuff like uh, the, the pharmacy brand version of it. That you, you take it, it's like just eating sand, like you say. It's yeah, you you can't you can't take it without water. It has to be mixed in the water, or you'll choke and die. I so, I see this being um, uh, big in the retirement home community. Oh, it'd be huge. I feel I feel like the retirement. I I don't think I've ever been to a grandparent or a great aunt or a great uncle's house or just an older uh, a senior citizen's house without spine some sort of fiber supplement yep. or prunes you see prunes i i can't do it man they're they're just nasty I, i'd are rather they, are they gross tasting i remember my grandmother had prunes and i think i might have eaten one once and mm -hmm. i don't remember if it was horrible but i don't really remember because i was a little a child see i was also at the same time that i was taking metamucil as a kid they made me drink prune juice so i was kind of i've been put off of prunes in general because it was like forced on me and mm. it's just every day it's like oh god i gotta take the sand and i gotta drink the prunes and uh, yeah so now i do it of my own free will though we, you know i'm i've i abide with the metamucil it's good so prunes so, they're dried yeah. plums right they're just right. plums that didn't try hard enough Absolutely. They're, yeah they're dried pr plums now grapes when they're dried they become raisins and raisins are nature's candy um prunes what, on the other prunes uh, on the other hand they don't they're they just it doesn't that doesn't translate you don't get this new delicious food with 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 a with a plum once you dry that thing out is see, that, is that also, the deal with prunes you see that's the thing i don't like raisins either so maybe i'm just okay. against dried food like may, apricots are okay dried but you know just prunes in general it just feels like it's just vegetables and fruits you know that are just kind of shriveled up like that they just didn't try hard enough you know they didn't want to really succeed as what they originally were so you I gave wanna, up, I sat down, and then a few yeah, days later. I don't want to encourage that. I, you know, I want people and vegetables and fruits to, you know, be their full selves. And I feel like, you know, buying into that industry and buying raisins or buying, <laughs> it, it, it's not helping. The dry, the dry fruit industry is a scam. <laughs> it is. And is when we, when we have the quality, and I feel like this is going to be part of the, uh, the podcast. Absolutely. The, the dried fruit industry is a scam. 
when we have the power of uh, orange flavored Metamucil that when fresh, please be sure to check the expiration date and find the mm -hmm. one that uh, tastes like a creamsicle. You know, now, delicious ice thing. cream. Going back to uh, going back to Costco, you can get large, large amounts of it there, like for dirt cheap. So you know, we'll do like a, we'll do a run. I'll get like you know four massive containers like that big, grass or you know, it looks like an artillery shell that you just kind of. But it's yeah. for your it's for your bum. Dig it so, in and then well into your body. Yeah. Poop but we don't we don't stick it in. It's it goes down the other way. But it's um <laughs> yeah, it's it's the same basic idea though. You know, it, it has you repeating like a howitzer, I suppose. You know, kind of yeah. <laughs> So okay, so let's let's so, let's let us recap on our two <laughs> uh, stupid podcast ideas. Podcast idea number one: uh, the conspiracy to keep good Mexican food out of Canada. Uh, I, I believe this would be uh, sort of like the NPR cereal series, yep. where you would investigate why uh, Canada, even though it's part of the same landmass as Mexico for some reason cannot get good Mexican food mm -hmm. while people up here in Northern California are like killing it with the good Mexican food. Um, why that is not happening. I let's say seven episodes, you get all of Canada to listen. So all 37 of you, um, yep. it's gonna be outstanding. It's going to win a Canadian award. I'm assuming it's shaped golden like, gander. Yeah. yeah. Like a, like a duck or a, a maple leaf or, some other Canadian thing. <laughs> moose? Well, I mean, it could, it's a it, moose. It, it, it couldn't be like an Oscar where it's a person because we don't see that many of them up here. Yeah, I think you'd have to go moose, really, because I mean, I see myself in the mirror and I get spooked because it's another person. It, it's it feels, a media it moose. Odd. You, you're yes. it's a media moose award for this for for entertaining all 37 Canadians. The you have second, to hold up by both sets of legs. Yeah. <laughs> the second the the. the the second podcast idea is Metamucil is my everything. This is, I'm guessing, maybe six episodes. Oh uh, no, 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 no! But you, yeah, see, can... but you think you're gonna, you're gonna get at least twenty. There's so you're many gonna... good. Fe there's feel good stories here, man. These are feel good stories that everyone it's would want to share. I feel like it's gonna be. You're gonna make three, and then like all the listeners you could have had have already listened, and then we're no. gonna be like, all right, I'm, I'm. Unless you add some sort of Metamucil cooking segment. Oh, uh, to it. Oh, um, then, and I think this will do well with uh, those who have uh, constipation issues, and also the senior citizens, and apparently, eventually, me, because yep. I'm 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 very fortunate now, but I know it's coming. It's like when when someone was like, "Well, eventually, you're going to need to wear reading glasses." And I was like, mm -hmm. "I don't know. I got really good eyesight." They're like, "No, you're going to need reading glasses." I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> Well, now I have reading glasses and I don't yeah. wear them all the time, but mm -hmm. at least three times a month, I get tired enough working on the computer where I got to bust out the reading glasses to see things. And I can't read like really tall, really small print. So yep. someone gives me something like a medicine bottle, which seems like the worst place to put small print. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I'm just not going to take that medicine because I don't feel yep. like going and find my glasses. But eventually yeah. I will be wearing my reading glasses on the end of my nose chugging uh gallons of metamucil and just living mm -hmm. my best life you will come to the met you're going to come to the metamucil absolutely <laughs> everyone does in the end so seamus do you have anything you want to plug you got a, your website your do you have a series of short stories are you are you have a twitter account you want people to follow do you have a yeah i've got a twitter a, account. a dance a dance dance revolution um uh high score you want to share Tell us about your Twitter. Uh, give us your Twitter account. Um, 
name. It's it's very clever. It's um at Seamus Bellamy. That that's it. It's my name. It's, you know, I, I wasn't creative and it was like I, I've had it for eleven years. I didn't realize at the time that the shorter the name you have, the more you can blather on. So it just I gave it the long name and yeah, it's there. But you know, it's always nice to talk to people. So if you want to reach out, I don't do Facebook, I don't do Instagram, I do Flickr, but I mean really no one else does. So it's it, that's pretty much where to contact. So I have a website, but it's kind of this museum at this point since I've been working full time. So yeah, that's everyone's personal website. Everyone's personal yeah. website is just like a thing that uh, every few years, like, oh shit, I should put some things on there. And then there's a, yeah. a flurry of excitement of two articles um, that you that you've written in 20 minutes each, and then you yeah. just carry on with your life. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, thank you so much, Seamus. <laughs> thank you so much, Seamus, for being on the show today. I uh, really appreciate it. This is, of course, the Stupid Podcast Ideas podcast. I will put out a new episode likely every Thursday, uh, unless I'm really tired or there's something cool happening that week or I'm traveling or whatever. But just sort of, you know, every Thursday-ish or so, we'll have a new episode of the Stupid Podcast Ideas podcast. Um, you know what? If you want to be on the show, Send me a message. Um, my DMs are open. I am strange ways without any vowels on uh, Twitter. S-T-R-N-G-W-Y-S. And that is a, uh, since we're, that's a, a screen name. I, uh, I got back in the first couple days, uh, the first uh, year or so of AOL, when you couldn't have more than like eight characters or seven characters. So I couldn't write out the entirety of strange ways with, with vowels. So <laughs> I did it with uh, just the consonants. I don't know. That's a boring story, but who cares? Anyway, I've had the name for a long time. If you feel like being on the show, send me a message. Um, I don't know if you want to be a, what's another thing people could do? Sponsor. If you want to sponsor the show, hey, send me some money. I don't care. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week. Bye.